You're listening to the third episode of the Screw Being Unhappy podcast, where we remind you how to put one foot in front of the other in the moments when life serves you lemons. Say yes to happiness and take on even the most difficult days and still feel good while drinking your lemonade. If you've never heard my voice before, I am Susanna Mukumai and I am a coach, mentor, journalist, wife, mom, and former pessimist turned into believing that every challenge or setback can be a gift. I am a woman who wants to be happy, and I am dedicated to helping you feel happy too, even when life is like a roller coaster. Today, I am here with Anna-Marie Donkor, the first guest in the segment Real Intercultural Couples. Anna is a journalist and an author from the Czech Republic, married to a Ghanaian man who shares her journey on Instagram with over 40,000 followers. Hello, Anna. I am so excited to have you here today and welcome to the podcast. Hi, thank you so much for having me. I'm so happy to be here. And let's start this interview strong. Can you share with us one story about you and your partner you absolutely love sharing with others? And what did you learn from this story? Yes, yeah, so um, it's going to be a story maybe inspiring, like inspiring inspirational story because um, since I started dating my husband we weren't even married yet we just started uh, dating everybody was telling me "Hmm, like you will not last long with him because it's two different cultures it's very hard you know and I was like love is love you know like if we love each other we will last so now um I'm I'm in a stage where even my friends are coming to me and asking me, how can I have this beautiful relationship with my man that you have with your husband? And I'm like, you're the same people who didn't actually believe in me and um and in our story, but now you see it's working and you want the advice, you know? <laughs> so that is something that I think is really inspiring. And I'm happy about it. So, yeah. yeah that's, that's absolutely amazing. And I'm sure as the questions come, we will still dive deeper into why people were not believing that you won't last. So I'm super yeah. curious. <laughs> and I wanted to ask, what were the biggest surprises uh, for you having a partner from Ghana? What surprised you most? Uh, before I met him, I didn't know almost anything about the culture in Africa or Western Africa in Ghana, I didn't know much about it, maybe nothing even. So everything was such a huge change. We started living together and uh, I didn't know how to cook his food. I didn't know his language, but yeah, he was speaking English, but still, you know, I didn't understand like his uh, point of view. Um, I didn't understand the traditions. I didn't understand the music, <laughs> nothing. Like everything was new for me. When I first uh, entered um, African church, wow, that was such a culture shock. I remember till till this day, that was such a cultural shock. So everything was so new. So everything, everything uh, was just a small challenge, you know? Mm. 
And actually, what was the toughest thing you ever experienced as a couple? And how did you overcome it? So uh, the amazing women who are listening, maybe they're in similar situations so they can inspire themselves. I think we had to learn how to mix our cultures together because uh, my culture is strong. My husband's culture is strong. and I And I know that sometimes... Some girls that live here in Czech Republic can tell me, mm, but he's such an African, proud African man, and he doesn't want to change. And I'm like, girl, if you marry him, why should he change? You both need to find um, find what works for you, but you cannot be 100% African, and he cannot be 100% European. You know, if he wants you to cook uh, his dishes and you want him to be super affectionate and just like any other European guy, then it's very hard for you to actually accomplish that because... You have to learn a lot. You have to understand each other a lot. You have to listen to each other a lot. And so I think don't try to change anybody and don't let anybody completely change you. Just find what works for you, what works for both of you, and then uh, go from there. Yeah. So I think the hardest thing was to actually not about how people were uh, racist towards us or anything like that. What was really hard was to keep the relationship strong, but inside, not outside, inside, like know why I chose him and he should know why he chose me. And why are we sticking together? What are we trying to accomplish? Um, trying to understand each other, although it's super hard sometimes, especially on the beginnings, because his culture, his whole life is like different than my life. And you have to respect it because my life isn't better and his life isn't better. It's just now we mixed and now our life is the best, you know? Yeah, and I love that you are saying uh, that I didn't marry him so I can change him. I marry him because... He's the way he is, and that's what I love uh, about him. So I really love that you are saying it, and I 100% agree that I think, I don't know if women try to do that more. I have that kind of feeling that we as women, we always aspire to change our men, but that's exactly why the relationship won't work, because the men, we cannot change anybody except of us, right? And I, I really feel like a lot of women, especially women, all types of women, yeah, want to just change their partner. It's not really what you should expect to do when you're in a relationship because it's like you rather should focus on understanding the partner and um, maybe uh, if you don't trust him, fix if you don't have trust issues, you know, start uh, with yourself. So, and when you are dating um, or when you are married um, interracially, it's even harder because there's not even one thing that he would do the same way as you, you know? So it's even harder to be more respectful and to uh, work on yourself and be like understand that you are not always right, you know? Mm. 
And actually, what I also liked, and I was what I want to pinpoint is that you mentioned that it's not like one of you or one of uh, your culture is better. Like he has his culture, you have yours. And I just love that you mentioned it, that because I think this desire to change our partner as a woman, it, it often doesn't come from a bad place. Um, it comes more from like trying to do better for him, trying to do better for the relationship. But inside of it, if we dig deeper, there is this belief that me, somehow I am better, that somehow my thinking is better, somehow my culture is better. So that's why I really love that you mentioned it, that there are two cultures, they are very different, and they are on the same place. There is no one which is better or worse. Sorry. Uh, I definitely feel that a lot. Uh, What you just said, that um, some people may think, oh, my culture is better than yours. Like, I even know um, a girl here in Czech, and and she is, um, she's not like my friend, we are not that close, like, but I know that she told me that her husband is from uh, some part of Africa, you know, and I was asking her, okay, are you going there with him, you know, and she said, no, like, she wouldn't go there, you know, because, like, what what would she do there, you know, she married uh, him, and, uh, like, why should she go there, you know, for Mm -hmm. what reason, and, um, and I asked her, like, did he even want to go with you, and she said, no, she didn't even want me to go with him, you know, but I'm, like, I'm thinking, if you marry somebody, you marry him, you marry his family, uh, you marry his issues, his illnesses, his goals, but also like everything about him, you marry it and you accept it. So uh, me, I cannot imagine being like, I will never go to Ghana because he has his family there. And that's my family. We're on the phone every day, messaging each other, uh, talking to each other all the time. So, um, and there are girls that don't know their husband's families only because they don't live in the same country. Mm. Yeah, no, it's super important like to really accept that we are not marrying only the man, but uh, so many more things. And yeah, thank you for mentioning that because I think often there are some, if when I think being in a healthy relationship means that you are able to see and accept even those things you are not so comfortable with, or maybe you feel like you don't like them so much, but I think it's super important to accept it all and then um, not try to change it later on. So if it's fine now, like we we are in it together right yeah yeah exactly it's it's of course like uh when you are dating interracially uh everything gonna be a problem but if you really want to stay with the person and if you're not the type of person that would break up over anything then just take it as challenges you know and you will you will actually really gain a lot of knowledge you know it's amazing and um, as we were chatting before I hit the record button, you mentioned um, with your husband, you met over two years ago and you have been married over a year. So I wanted mm-hmm. to, to ask, like, if you compare yourself now and in the beginning of your relationship, what changed and why? 
Well, <laughs> I feel like everything changed because when we married, um, when we married, I think that's when we really started like seeing our life so seriously. We were always serious. We met each other, we fell in love and we were like, okay, let's find a flat so we can live in that flat. You know, we started planning since the very first uh, start of our relationship but um as soon as we got married i think we really started being even more um more about that about the planning um my husband always says that now i cook better because now i'm the wife so now i know and i cook everything better uh but i take that as a joke because i i think i always cook good you know um but I definitely think that the mindset is different now. When you are a married person, we are both Christians uh, with my husband. So uh, when you get married, um, like the mentality kind of like changes as well. Um, and you also are here for the long run, you know. So you cannot just divorce just like that because you fight or because you uh, have a misunderstanding or something. So you really start thinking about um, what makes your partner, husband feel good. Um, if maybe this, what you said, hurt him. So how can you prevent yourself from saying that again? Because you don't want a marriage full of fights. Nobody, a fool would want that, you know? So you really work, work, work on yourself. And uh, it is really true that um, marriage equals hard, hard work, you know? Mm. And I wish I um, I was kind of listening to this interview when I was married for the first time. And that's why I think it's so important you are mentioning that we are in it for a long run. And that we should really uh, stop. I mean, we are still individuals, but we are also one. And as you said, like um, thinking... Uh, is this what I do or say? Does it impact my partner, my husband? How does it impact to him? It's so important. And this is, I think, uh, in the European culture, like in our generation, this is what got lost from the meaning of marriage. Uh, especially you, you mentioned you are Christian, but most of the people in the Czech Republic uh, are not. And I think uh, marriage is something which it lost this kind of feeling. We are in it um, forever. And yeah, I often we approach the marriage as something in case it doesn't work out, we can divorce. And that was my case when I was married for the first time because I completely did not understand what does it mean to be married. We never talked about it before. And I only start understanding it with my husband uh, now. And I have completely different mindset when it comes to marriage uh, as compared to my first marriage. So I'm very happy that you mentioned. And I think it's very helpful for the women who are listening and maybe considering to marry somebody to really sit together and discuss what does it mean to be married and what does it mean also for us? Are we in it for a long run? Yeah, um, I think a lot of people, especially in Czech Republic um, or Europe, but I think Czech Republic mostly are like, um, okay, marriage can come and go, you know, what does it mean? It's just a paper and if it doesn't work, we take, we put the paper away, you know, and like, 
uh, they don't take marriage seriously. They don't work on the marriage. But marriage really, really equals a lot of hard work, you know. So um, I can see that we are even evolving every day, every day. Um, and yeah, of course, there are going to be times when you want to like <laughs> break up with the partner because, oh, God, um, how can he do this, do that? Or how can she be like this, be like that? But when you're married, those are the moments where the small challenges come and you have to learn how to overcome them because after all, you love the person so deeply that you cannot imagine living without them again. And that's a really a good message because I think many people are just breaking up or divorcing um, over problems that I think can be fixed either with therapy, pastors, uh, talking, communi communication, anything. But many times those problems can be fixed. Mm. Yeah, and I think, as you mentioned, that uh, marriage and I think general relationship are really hard, hard work. Just yeah. uh, learning how to quit the mindset of when we have argument, it doesn't mean it's the end of the relationship. I think uh, I had it definitely, and I, I believe that many other women are experiencing the same. The moment when we had a bad argument and when we get really worked up with something what our partner is doing, in our head, we start creating this story like, this is the end. I should pack my bags and uh, go back to my country. And we have this kind of catastrophic thinking and just learning to um, to tell our brains that if we are arguing, it doesn't mean it's the end of the relationship. This is a really hard, hard work. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think the most important part in this process is to really understand your emotions and um, knowing how to actually work with them so they don't they don't pop in the wrong um uh, time you know because um it's good to feel the emotions like i'm hurt i'm mad i'm sad i'm disappointed whatever but it shouldn't be like the emotion gets so bad and so big that it gets over your head and now it's not you uh seeing your partner you are seeing the partner through the eyes of the emotion you know with the emotion inside you so i think um it's a very good uh, advice to start working on the emotions so you can like really uh, calm down even when you are mad, when you are really ready to fight, you can just calm down and view the situation uh, clearly. Because sometimes we even are like, oh my God, I really did um, overreact and I shouldn't have. And maybe I shouldn't have said that. Maybe I should have said that, uh, the other thing, you know. And, and uh, you start thinking like that. So sometimes it's really good to try to regulate the emotions. yeah, And to reflect, as you mentioned, like uh, that often we blow up. Some of us start throwing plates. Others get quiet, hide in the bedroom. We all have different reactions. But what I believe is super important is actually to calm down and then reflect back. Like what was, how could he be feeling? Why I was feeling this way? Could I react differently in a better way? So I think this is super important. And that's actually what we do with my clients all the time is to trying to dissect what was going on, reflect and to see how to do it better next time. 
Exactly. And train yourself not to get um, too into the emotions, like feel them. But that doesn't mean that when you feel them, everybody in the room has to see what is going on, you know, like. I love the metaphor like that um, the emotions are like the clouds. When there is a big storm, we just see the black clouds. We don't see any sun, any blue piece of the cloud, but the sun is still there. So that's the same. If we have all these negative emotions, the real person is still inside, even if it's not seen. So just uh, yeah. to to share this metaphor, because I really love it. And I think it really makes us to look at this in a different way. Yeah. And Anna, because this podcast, it's not only about relationship, it's generally about life, about um, work, about life abroad, about productivity. I wanted to ask, what is really tough for you right now in any area of your life? Right now, for me, it would be my job right now uh i don't mean like tough tough but it's something that i'm really focused on and it i'm spending a lot of time at work plus i have to be a wife i do my school so uh it's a lot it's a lot of uh i have a lot to do you know i have a lot of on my schedule um but maybe if we are talking um about love then i would think what is tough is to sometimes uh, be able, like, allow yourself to feel the pain when somebody comments on you and your partner, you know, because it happens a lot. It happens a lot. On my Instagram, people are messaging me daily. Um, some people even on the streets or, you know, you get those, like, um stairs and stuff like that so um sometimes I just because I usually am like I don't I don't feel it I don't care if anybody has anything to say they should say it but sometimes you feel it you know so um I think the hardest is to like allow yourself to uh, actually be sad about it that somebody said something sad to you about you and your partner maybe yeah yeah, yeah, thank you for sharing that. And why I asked this question is because we all have shitty days. We all have days which really suck when you feel like you want to just lie in the bed, eat chocolate and watch Netflix. But what is so important is just to get up the next day and keep walking. So thank you for being vulnerable and actually sharing that it's sometimes hard. And I feel you with the stares, with comments, with racism. I know it's really hard. It is, it is. (laughs) But like, I think the best way is not to comment on it back, you know, when that happens. I I don't really fight back or anything. Um, And as I said, I just rather uh, spend time focusing on me and on my husband. You know, when we uh, relax, we watch a movie, we cuddle and everything is okay. (laughs) Just like that, you know. So it's really uh, important to also don't let all the stress in the world um get to you and under your skin and uh really uh allow yourself to relax and give yourself uh, some free 
me time <laughs> yes exactly me time we all need it and often we just don't schedule it we postpone it but it's super important and actually this is a perfect segment uh, to the question i wanted to ask like what is the one thing that really helps you if you feel down on one of these days when you feel like you want to just be in a bed and eat chocolate or whatever what is the one thing which lifts you up My husband, um, he's the biggest motivational speaker, you know. So whenever he says I'm sad or I'm tired or I'm stressed out for any reason, he comes to me and he um, starts asking me what is wrong and um, let's make you happy, you know. And and he um, he really. Um, It's amazing in that, like he's a feeler. He can feel when you don't feel good, you know. So he knows what to do, how to talk to you. He give me a massage. Uh, he starts talking to me, and he calm me down. He know how to calm me down, but he also know how to motivate me to achieve more, which I think is so important. So that's something I appreciate. Um, what I do uh, when I feel down and low. Um, I just dance or I sing um, or <laughs> because that's something I enjoy doing or I go, I cook, you know, those are things that I enjoy doing and I don't really have to think about them. So, yeah, that's what I do. <laughs> that's some amazing tips like when we feel down because why I ask these questions also to get new ideas also for me and for the women who are listening what we can try when we have suck a day uh, so having a person who always lifts us up who can give us that pep talk and make us feel excited about the next day or just cooking dancing dancing is amazing i was just dancing with my son earlier on uh to his toy and you you can feel the energy so it always helps and thank you for sharing that and the last question i have for you is <laughs> who inspires you and why oh Um, for me, it's God, because uh, me and my husband, we are Christians, we go to church. So, of course, it's God. Um, and then it's my husband. He inspires me a lot. Uh, he, Because what I love about him is that he sets the goals and he really achieves them. Uh, anything that he sets, he is going to achieve it, you know. So... Uh, <laughs> that's such a motivation, you know, uh, when you have a person like that. Um, and then who motivates me? Um, I don't know, me, <laughs> me, uh, I motivate myself as well because, um, I think sometimes you have to, like, if you feel bad, you know, and, um, uh, you, uh, you don't feel bad, uh, when you feel bad, just look in the mirror and talk to yourself you know and and imagine where you will be in one year or five years and how inspiring that would be if you would achieve it and not be sad looking at yourself in the mirror but actually go and do something you know so yeah i think that is something that you can try as well And actually, my cheeks are paining right now because I keep smiling. And I think this was a perfect uh, thing how to end this interview, that we should be the main 
people who motivate ourselves because sometimes we don't have the amazing partner. Sometimes we don't have the friends or family and the only person we always have is ourselves. And it's so important to find this relationship with ourselves. And as you said, to look in the mirror, smile, make high five or whatever, and just say, look what I have done, what I have achieved, and I can do anything I want in my life. So thank you for sharing this. It is so important because if you don't have a partner or if you even have him, uh, you don't know, nothing, something can happen. You will lose your partner, you will break up and now you would lose yourself. So always, always know that you will be fine even if you don't have the partner. Uh, not that I am telling you don't be with him, but just like... Um, Make sure that you are strong and that you are okay if you have him or not. Yeah. Yeah. yeah thank you, Anna Marie, for being here with us today. It thank was you. super Anna. inspiring. And you share your journey on Instagram and you yeah. have amazing following there. Um, I that's how we actually met because I started reading what you are writing. And where can people find you? Oh, you can find me. Uh, you can find me on my Instagram, Anna Marie Donko. Uh, that's, but I don't know how to pronounce it for you because you won't be. I think maybe you can write that somewhere. I, it, I will write it in the show notes as well. Yeah, yeah, because it's a hard name to write and to pronounce as well. Yeah, so it will be in the show notes. And thank you again for being here today. It was super exciting to have you. You've been listening to the Screw Being Unhappy podcast. And in today's episode, we talked with Anna about her relationship with her Ghanaian husband. Here are my three takeaways I wanted to highlight because I think they are so inspiring. Number one, don't try to change your man. Marry him, be with him for what he is, not for what you want him to be. Number two, motivate and inspire yourself because sometimes you are the only person you have. And number three, you are in it for a long run. If problems come, don't run away, solve them. If you love this conversation, hit the subscribe button and I will be back with more episodes on life, relationship, work, productivity and habits because I am here to help you being happier and I want you to tell yourself screw being unhappy as I tell myself every single day. Screw being unhappy and until next time, have a wonderful day.